Aloha. Hello and welcome. We are back from the ballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the show. Episode number 482. If you would, if you care to reach out to us, I suggest you do. We'd love to hear from you. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com is the email address. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. You can call us 949-464-TBLS-8257. Leave a voicemail. Always fun to hear from the listeners, to be a part of this be reminded of this community that we have created here, this beautiful group of misfits that all comes together to listen to us and participate in the shit talking that we do here once a week. Also, some of you are super fans and you help us out by donating uh, to the cause you sign up via the link in the show notes, and for five bucks a month, you get all the bonus content that we do here, the extra stories we talk about every week that don't make it onto the regular show, oftentimes because they're too ribald. Take, for instance, apparently the internet foot freaks are going crazy about Margot Robbie and the new almost a James Bond Barbie movie. Apparently there's gratuitous foot close-ups, and the Pauls of the world are getting their nut going because they can see Margot Robbie's feet. So that we're going to talk about that and it it probably won't make it. You know, if you're not a subscriber, you're not going to hear that part. Sorry. Also the bonus show that we do here, new, new bonus bride dropping this week. That's all. That's a subscriber only version. And the weekly after show that I host with my dear, dear friend, longtime friend, Dolomite D, every Friday night on the stereo app gets reposted and shared for the Red Circle subscribers, for people that aren't able to listen to it live every Friday night. So something to think about. Click the link in the show notes, five bucks a month, 50 or 55, depending, dollars per year. Uh, I'm rolling solo again this week. Ed will be back next week. And, and so for the, Oh, that's the other thing. When you subscribe to the bonus content, you get the show a day early and commercial free. So, but not next week because, uh, Ed's been away for several weeks. He's in España and, but he will be back next week, but he won't be back until a day after we normally record. So we're going to record on one day later than typical than is typical next week. So the bonus, the, the, the bonus show, the subscriber only feed, I don't know. I'll find out. Well, maybe I'll just make them both a day late. So the, so the subscribers still get it a day early so they can digest it and process all the material before it is able to be heard by the regular folks. Although I will say, the the password the password sharing on the subscriber only the red circle page is out of control it's a it's at least twofold we have we have twice more downloads every week than we do 
subscribers. And that, hey, look, that's on you and me, but mostly you. You're a piece of shit if you're sharing that password. But also, I get it. Uh, I still love you. Um, so Ed's gone. Oh, yeah, I'm rolling solo. You know, I reached out to a couple people, but I kind of I did last week's by myself. And I kind of liked it. And I kind of just didn't feel like bugging people and, you know, having to having to just work, you know, when I could just do it at any time I wanted. So I, I got ready at my own pace. I didn't have, didn't have a, a scheduled time to do it. Started when I felt like it. And I'm going to talk as much as I want about the things I want to talk about. One thing I do want to talk about is Dead & Co., the great for Grateful Dead, I don't even know what you call it, the the rebirth of the Grateful Dead. You know, Jerry Garcia died in 1996, I think, or five. It's either 95 or 96. And, you know, that was kind of it. There was a couple incarnations of the dead after that, but, the, you know, Phil Lesh moved on and they kind of weren't playing together but then they came back together and they started they got had john mayer on guitar oh my god my girlfriend's cat the cat is on the balcony no the my girlfriend's cat is on my desk um don't tell anybody that that i live with a cat what's i saying oh they they came back with john mayer and look i was no john mayer guy prior to this but he he came and he played with the dead and he played all Jerry's parts, sang all Jerry's songs. And obviously it wasn't the dead. They didn't, for those of us that were lucky enough to have seen the actual grateful dead of which I was one, I think around half a dozen times, it wasn't the same thing. They didn't, it, the, the jamming aspect, you know, where they, where they would jam in between songs and you couldn't tell what song they were going into. And then you'd hear like one note being played and you'd be like, Oh fuck, that's fire on the mountain. And then you'd, then you'd hear them sort of morph between songs and it was really trippy and awesome. They don't do that in the, in the dead and co, but they fucking, they, they play. I mean, all those guys on stage can fucking play. And so they just finished up. They wrapped up. This was their um, farewell weekend or this i guess it was i don't know it's, does it doesn't matter you're not listening to this chronologically it was about a week ago um and they wrapped up in in uh san francisco and i just want to say congratulations to me because i saw they had they had originally they were going to play i think they played three nights so they had friday and saturday night booked at that pack bell park also by the way i saw videos of it it was the middle of summer it was fucking 89 degrees everywhere else and, and people in San Francisco because it's always fucking freezing there were wrapped up in their stupid Patagonia and North Face puffer jackets. Nobody in Northern, if you live in Northern California, particularly Marin County, you're, you you drive across the Golden Gate Bridge into Marin County and they stop you. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. You know why I pulled you over? No, officer, why'd you pull me over? I need to make sure you have a Patagonia or North Face puffer coat in your car. Otherwise, you're not allowed to enter Marin County. I'm sorry. It's just, that's the rules here. Puffer items required. Puffer jackets, either made by very high-end, made by Patagonia, or slightly lesser high-end North Face, but also very expensive. We will not accept Columbia and or 
Arterix or one of those other Marmot knockoff puffer brands. It's got to be Patagonia. Anyway, I saw they're all wearing their jackets. But I saw when these when these tickets went on sale, I was going to go in L.A. and I just kind of lost steam. I had seen him a couple times. I saw him in Dodger Stadium twice and once recently. And it was pretty fun and they're fun to watch, but it is, it's, you know, it's a hike. And I didn't get tickets to local shows, but I saw that they were playing and they announced their final shows. They're going to be in San Francisco. And of course, that's where the band is from. And they had two nights on sale Friday and Saturday. And I go, you know what? I'll do what if you never know, you never know. And so then I went online and it was, I couldn't get tickets. It's impossible. But then I saw. They've announced one more. They're going to play Sunday night. And that's, it's going to be the final show. And so I was ready that time. I'd, I don't know if I set an alarm, but I was there 10 AM when tickets go on sale and I fucking hit those tickets and it, boom, I got in, you know, it puts you in a little queue. Boom. I got in and I got field. Of course I'm getting field. That's where everybody wants to be is on the fucking field. The GA area in front of the stage. That's where you can dance. And if you're not in there, people are trying to sneak in there. Those little heads always find a way to sneak in there. And bam, I got two. And I'm like, okay, if I go, I go. If not, I sell them. It's the last show. Those tech dorks will buy them. And then a little while later in the day, I was like, you know, you just. I mean, it's the last show and it's a Sunday night. They're not going to add one on Monday after playing Friday, Saturday, Bobby Weir's 80 years old. You know, it's just not, I don't see that happening. Let me go look again. And I went and looked again and there were still some field seats. So I bought or field tickets. So I bought two more. Well, it ended up that I didn't go to the show. But I, what I did do is I relisted those tickets for about two and a half times what I paid for them and was able to sell them via StubHub and... Ticketmaster. So what I wanted to say is props to the Grateful Dead, Dead & Co. Congratulations on a fantastic run. And while I wasn't at the show because I do not own any kind of Patagonia puffer jackets or North Face anything, and I don't, and I live 500 miles away, I, while I wasn't at the show, I still was able to capitalize on some tech dorks. And I did, actually, when, when you sell on... On StubHub, you have to transfer. I do this all the time. Remember I sold my pants to that director? The guy that directed the most recent Louis Leterrier or something? He directed the most recent Fast and Furious? I sold him a pair of my jeans on Poshmark. So if you buy something from me online, I will Google your email address. And I did that. And some tech dude paid like eight something each for my tickets. And he was like some like Wells Fargo, like securities, rich fucker. So I'll Google you, you know, if you, if you, that's why you need a burner email address. That's not linked to your name because people are Googling that fucking email address. And that's exactly what I did to this guy. And look, did I gain something from it? No. Was it interesting to me? Very. Absolutely. Completely. So that was exciting. I mean, anyway, to some in summation, I've, I doubled up on my dead tickets and that was a nice feeling. Let's talk about who died. Just tell us who was dead now. Just tell us who was dead now. Who died? Who died? 
that segment very sad and it will not be an update on who's alive nope. let's get a tragic, tragic update tragic update cause that daily has been keeping up on who just died yep. cause we're about to hear from ed on which celebrities are dead so tell me who died who died who died Tell me who died. And this has been a bad, uh, this has been a a trying time, I'm sure, for Ed. Hopefully he's been able to listen in Spain. I don't know if they have the internet there or how it works. I know it's very hot. But last week, actually every week that he's been gone, two weeks ago, some dude from All My Children died. These are all Ed's soaps. Ed's and All My Children, One Life to Live, General Hospital guy. And we all know those of us in the know, and which is everyone, knows that that's the order that those shows play. All My Children comes on at 12, and then at 1 o'clock, One Life to Live comes on, and then at 2 o'clock, it's General Hospital. Everybody knows that. Now, I don't know how they're doing it these days, because I assume that all, you got to get them on the app or something. There's no way they're on actual TV, but I don't know. So two weeks ago, some dude from All My Children died. Last week... Some uh, lady from, might have also been All My Children. No, or one one of those. It was a long time ago. And then this week, All My Children and the Young and the Restless alum, Nick Benedict. That's a made-up name. Oh, this guy's got, oh, this guy did some cocaine in the 80s. Dead at 76, the actor was best known for his role on All My Children as Phil Brent. One of Erica Kane, everyone knows Erica Kane, that's Susan Lucci, who was very famous for never winning the daytime Emmy for All My Children, despite being on the show for 87 years. She eventually did, spoiler, she eventually did win the, win the Emmy, but she was like the big star of All My Children, and she had lots of husbands, I recall. And so this guy was one of them. This guy got a daytime Emmy nomination in 1987, Nick Benedict. His death was confirmed. Actor died on July 14th. Facebook. The news was also announced in a Facebook post on July 15th by Jake's Steakhouse located in Tehachapi, California, where Benedict Benedict's wife Ginger works. Well, there's something. That's kind of cool. I want my death to be announced by a steakhouse. That's awesome. A local steakhouse? I would I would choose well, let me think. You know, there's so few local steakhouses in the in the world. There is one in Central California called Jocko's in Napomo, California. That's that's iconic. Everyone knows Jocko's in Napomo, California. And you know what they tell you? They raise the cows outside. That's what they tell you when you go there. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's there's you know it's in the it's kind of like by San Luis Obispo area or south of that. It's kind of between Santa Barbara and San, Lu- San Luis Obispo. We know where it is. It's in Napomo. That's where it is. Jocko's is in Napomo, and it's it's uh, it's out in like fields and there's grass everywhere. And they'll tell you when you get your ribeye or whatever. And it's like an old school. This is like no fancy steakhouse. It's like an old school you know, like cafeteria style chairs and whatnot, but they got a bar. Jocko's and Napomo. You, when you get your steak, they tell you, Oh, this, we raised the cattle out back. I don't know if that's true, but anyway, I would like when I die, eventually it would be nice if Jocko's not, I have no connection there other than I've eaten there once. I have no connection to Jocko's and Napomo, but I would tell you 
It would be exciting for me to have Jockos and Napomo break the news that I had died via their um, their one their, one of those signs with that you stick the individual letters in outside. I'm sure there's a name for that. Anyway, R.I.P. This guy. He was on all my all my children. This is really I I think this is on Ed. He, the guy goes on vacation and then everyone on all of his soap operas immediately dies. It's crazy, unbelievable. R.I.P. Nick Benedict. Wonder if he's related to Dirk. You guys, big Dirk Benedict fans. I, I mean, of course, he, everyone knows he played the Face Man on on a team, and then he was also, I believe, he was Starbuck or the other guy on Battlestar Galactica back in the day. I was a, I was a Face Man guy. In retrospect, I'm realizing Face Man was about five three, but you know, he was he was handsome. That was his whole thing. Oh no, I'm it's, hey, we need some we need someone slimy to go to go get the juices flowing on this receptionist so we can sneak past the guards and get and steal the uh, plutonium that we need a face man. That's that was his job. Like howling mad Murdoch. He flew the helicopter and also he was insane. Like that was his gig. B.A. Baracus. He's a tough guy, even though he's five, nine confusing. And also how could you fight with that much gold around your neck? He had 30 pounds of gold around his neck. Impossible to fight, but he was a tough guy. Hannibal. Of course he's the leader. Is that all of them? Did I leave anybody out? I don't think so. Anyway, Nick Benedict, any relation to Dirk? I don't know. Is there a better name than Dirk Benedict? The answer is no. Who else died this week? Oh, View co-creator Bill Getty. And this was a stunning one, mostly because, so this guy was was partnered with Barbara Walters to start the view, which is look, I don't, he was never tried at the Hague as far as I know, but he was responsible for foisting that on the world. And he probably, I wonder if he died from smotheration, suffocation from, from his, his mattress getting too close to the ceiling. Cause it was, it was stuffed filled with so many, hundreds of millions of dollars that his mattress just kept getting higher. Then one day somebody walked in his bedroom in Rancho Mirage where this took place and was like, what happened to bill? Oh, suffocated on the ceiling. His nose smashed against the ceiling from this, from cash, too much cash in the mattress. Well, the big surprise here was that this guy was 68. Tough living there. 68 years old. Again, very sad. Bill Getty, creator of The View, co-creator of The View, along with Barbara Walters, the great Barbara Walters. And finally, some big leaguer I've never heard of, Mike Ivey. This guy played for the, well, I had to include it because he played for the Padres when they wore the sweet brown and yellow pullovers. Teams got to bring back the pullovers. A lot of teams these days, are going with the Sunday home blues, light blues, which is gorgeous. It's a gorgeous look. And I believe even the Phillies, they wore theirs. I think they wear theirs on Thursdays or some shit. And uh, they wore it in the, they wore it in the um, world series last year. And it looked amazing. But what they're not doing is they're not going with the pull over. Look, they're still going with the button up Jersey. And look, I'm not saying you got to wear the shorts like the white Sox did back in the day. But that pullover softball jersey, it is a fire look. And everyone had one back in the day, including the Padres, when this dude, Mike Ivey, 
played for them former Padres, Giants, Astros, and Tigers first baseman Mike Ivey passed away. He was 70. First round draft pick by the San Diego Padres in the 1970 draft. Ivy made his MLB debut at 18 years old in 1971. Get the fuck out of here. Slashing a phenomenal 471, 526, 471. Oh, in six games. Come on. In a six game. He had a good six games. A lot of guys do. They don't know how to get him out yet. Calm down. Initially drafted as a catcher, Ivy developed the yips. Jeez, we don't have to put that in the old bit. Early in his professional career, oh, they had to move to first base. Remember Mackie Sasser? That's what they're talking about. Couldn't throw, the, couldn't throw back to the pitcher. That's, you just, you, something, something like clicks and you just, it's, you know, I used to have this with urination. Um, I would, I would walk up to the urinal and I didn't, I didn't care if anybody saw my dick, you know, I was, I was peeing, I, I was peeing at the airport the other day and I just was peeing and I looked over and some dude, I, I mean, he needed a fucking hazmat suit. He needed, he needed a silkwood shower coming out of there because I looked over and he was, and he was a couple urinals away. We're the only two guys in there. He was leaned in. He, he probably thought he was going to get Daly's choice maybe he was famous. He, he was leaning in. He had his fucking whole entire body in the urinal. Both arms were touching the porcelain. His whole dick was shoved in there. His whole, he was all leaned up, braced against it. He was literally, he looked like he was trying to climb into the thing. Well, so I didn't care about that. I didn't care if anybody could see my dick, but I, ha- I had a thing and this lasted for a long time. And look, there's no shame in this because I know this has happened to other people too. Sometimes you got to piss so bad and you walk up to take that leak and something clicks in your brain and all of a sudden you can't pee. You just can't pee. You cannot pee. And for whatever reason, your body, just your brain just won't let you. And I don't, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like something I was in touch with as to why it was happening, but I would walk up there and I would be, I would have this anxiety where I'm like, am I going to be able to pee? Am I going to, nope, can't. And sometimes like a little would come out and then, I don't know, this was like in my twenties. It's long gone. Thank God. But I, I called it a ghost. Oh, I had a ghost piss. I gotta go. Man, I got a ghost piss. And sometimes I would do the, and, and also this doesn't always work. Sometimes I would go in the stall and I would be like, okay, I'm in the stall. Still wouldn't work. I just couldn't pee. And so this is like what Mackie Sasser and this guy Mike Ivey had. So RIP Mike Ivey. Career. Oh, wait. From 1975 to 1977, Ivey served as the Padres' regular first baseman, slashing a roughly league average. No, just says roughly league. Well, this is that's a typo. 271, 322, 393. Now, there's a good example. This guy sucked. Yeah, but you're like, wait, he has a decent batting average. Yeah, but the two numbers after it are shitty. So if you got that one decent number at the beginning and then the next two numbers are shitty, then you're shitty. Uh, so, but, oh, I mean, it's not shitty that he's dead. I mean, it is shitty that he's dead. We had some good years after that. Anyway, RIP, Mike Ivey, major leaguer, wore that cool uniform. Let's talk some sports.
My name is Brian They call me the other guy I host a podcast show I'll give hetero life a try If you see something on my hand That makes you think I'm not a man It's just my crew rings, you see They're as sparkly as can be I might own Troy on DVD Breaking news, and this is exciting, and also, like, we need, like, some kind of symbol. You know how, like, you, um, if you call, if a woman calls for a pizza, look, I don't even know the symbol, but there's, there's, like, some kind of hand signal they can do out the window or something to let someone know that they're, um, in trouble. Well, Philip Rivers' wife needs that because this fucking psycho has deposited a 10th fetus inside of her. Jesus. And still a relatively, what's Philip, is Philip Rivers even 40? So what? She's, she's, well, let's find out. Philip Rivers is one step closer to having, a Philip Rivers' family is one step having closer to having their very own Offspring football team. Who wrote this? See, this is AI. The ex-NFL star's wife is pregnant with their 10th child. Two exclamation points, TMZ. The former Chargers and Colts quarterback revealed the exciting news this week, saying a baby boy is slated to arrive this fall. We are all fired up. Rivers said everyone was pulling for a boy. Even our girls wanted a boy. Well, you got those. You got them all. Well, hold on. Looks like he's got two. Well, there's one infant here. That looks like a boy, though. You never know these days. One, two, three boys. One, two, three, four, five, six. Well, no, that must be like an ant or something. Okay, hold on. Hold on. One, two, three boys. One, two, three, four, five. No, six. Six girls, three boys. So now they're going to be six and four. 10 is too many. I know he's from Alabama. He's a quiverful, and I'm not going to make fun of any anybody's religion. Is he a quiverful? I always say that. Is, hold on, let's, let's look it up. Let's AI our own shit. Is Philip Rivers a quiver? Oh, it says <laughs> quitter. <laughs> no, hold on. Quiverful. Philip Rivers a quitter, quiverful. He is. Opens up about his Christian faith. He's happily married to his... I think that Jesus... Uh, I don't know. What is a quiverful? I think he is one. They're, but, they, you know, it's kind of like... They just think... He needs his, He needs a lot of arrows in his quiver. It's pretty smart, actually. It's, it's like back when they used to... When they needed a bunch of kids to fucking run the farm or whatever. You know, you just had to keep having kids. Plus, a lot of them died back then. You know, one of them would get the get the fever or something. One of those things that they would die from mumps or whatever. And they just die. And they just, they'd be like, well, keep churning butter, mom. You know, like no big deal. He said he was born and raised Catholic in Northern Alabama. He's close to Jesus. Yeah, whatever. He's a quiverful. Here's what I wonder. Philip Rivers is one of those guys. He's pretty talented. 
in general. I mean, he threw sidearm, which was kind of bitch, but he was pretty accurate. And he was one of those guys that was like almost one of the better guys. And what would happen is he, and look, I, this is, this is during my days as a charger fan. Let me give you, let me give you a list of the teams I've been a fan of. I grew up a Rams fan. Cause nobody had to talk with me like my uncle did about the angels. I grew up a Rams fan, but then the Rams moved away and I was like, yeah, I was like a get out of jail free card. You know, the quarterback was TJ Rubley. I remember that. And I'm like, ah, what am I doing here? But they moved to St. Louis. So I'm like, I don't have to be a fan of them. Then luckily I was able to be a 49ers fan when we won the Super Bowl in 1995 with Steve Young. Fucking MVP season. So that was nice. And, but then Steve Young retired. You know, he took too many to the dome. And I was like, I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not an Elvis Gerbach guy or whoever was next. So that was kind of it. And then I kind of, you know, I was living, I'm down here, Southern California. And then the Chargers started getting good again. And I was like, fuck it. Let's be a Chargers fan. Then I was a Chargers fan for a long time. I had season tickets. I should qualify. I had access to season tickets. LaDainian Tomlinson, they had good teams. John Merriman. But what would happen is they'd get real close and then Phillip Rivers would like fumble a snap. Or get fucking sacked in the end zone. It was always like he would always fuck up. So it's confusing to me how he doesn't like occasionally miss with his ejaculate into misses rivers like he's like he would fumble that snap but he never fumbles the come he always he always is able to land it inside direct shot he's got a hundred percent completion rate in mrs rivers womb which is crazy to me because he had he was always dropping the ball when he was a charger yet he's able to complete all of his nuts into mrs rivers so congratulations to them Baby number 10. It's very exciting. Anthony Rizzo, you may remember he and um, Aaron Judge's um, little small white dogs are friends. And that's why um, that's why Aaron Judge couldn't leave the Yankees because he didn't want his tiny purse dog to not be friends with Anthony Rizzo's tiny purse dog. Well, I guess Anthony Rizzo has been having not a good year. So he changed his walk-up music, which, you know, I grew up going to Dodger games. I've, I have a hard time with, I like tradition at ball games. And at the Dodger games, you know, we had Nancy B. Heffley, Nancy B. Nancy B., the organ player. Now it's Dieter Rule plays the organ. Everybody knows that Dieter rule plays the organ at Dodge stadium, but the dot, they would play organ music all the time. Well, you know, now everybody's got a walk-up song and they do that at the ball game and people pick their walk-up song. And some of them are kind of funny. Like Freddie Freeman lets his kids pick his. And for a long time, catcher, Will Smith, he had getting jiggy with it was his walk-up song. Get it? Cause they have the same name, but then Will Smith, he was, he was outed as a cuck at the Academy Awards. And so um, now he can't, well, I don't know what he walks up to now. But this uh, Anthony Rizzo was in a slump. And so he's like, 
maybe I'll change up my walk-up music. And you know how these ball players are. He changed up his walk-up music and it, to Taylor Swift. And then he went four for four. We have a Taylor Swift song here. This one. This is Taylor Swift. He's so easy to we're, hate. You know, um, you know where I think I mean, Ed and I have kind of talked about this and I just it felt like too much work. But I think we've got to add a YouTube um, aspect to the show because like it's like the second biggest search engine in the world and we're not on it. And so there might, we might have to pivot. Well, not pivot, but, but add that feature where you, you can actually watch this show on YouTube. And then, but then if you do that, they don't like parody songs on YouTube. They, you know, if you're playing the real music, they'll copyright your ass. So we might need to get some solicit, some new songs. What was I saying? Oh, Anthony Rizzo. He, uh, he changed his, walk-up song to taylor swift ready for it never heard of it wait is that what it's called after the game for switching his walk-up to, oh ready for it when rizzo was asked about switching his walk-up music he praised swift and said it's her summer really she's helping the economy in every city she goes yeah that was good so he has a tiny dog and he loves taylor swift look the guy went four for four and uh, you better believe he's gonna leave that music up until he goes hitless which is great good for him anthony rizzo Ready for it. I never heard of it. I don't. The only Taylor Swift song I know is this one. Shake it off. This is shake it off. Also, Taylor, Taylor Swift, not hot. And look, I don't, I, I don't believe in like secret societies or anything like that, but she could be like demon spawn for sure. She's, she's so fake. Like you look at her and you're like, oh, there's not a human being inside that. And I don't understand when people can't see that. Because it's so obvious to me. Like, she's such and just an empty, just like Tom Brady. Like, it's there's not a human person behind those dead eyes. And Taylor Swift has it too. And but but people don't notice. And, and that drives me crazy because it's so easy to tell. Anyway, Anthony Rizzo, tiny dog, Taylor Swift lover. Good for him. Good guy. What else? Oh my God. Ricky Fowler. This is insane to me. Ricky Fowler, and look, I don't know anything about this stupid shit. Ricky Fowler was playing at the British Open, which is not played on grass, much like the U.S. Open wasn't this year. For some reason, they don't play on they don't play the British Open on grass, and the weather's all shitty. How about we, I got an idea? Let's move it to Palm Springs, huh? High fives. Problem solved. Plenty of fucking grass in Palm Springs. Plenty of hotels, plenty of steakhouses. Whatever you guys got going over there in Britain where there's no fucking trees on the course and they're like, oh, we invented it. And our, what, why does your, why does your uh, uh, bunker, why does your bunker have walls? Why do I need a ladder to get in and out of your bunker? You know, that, what is that? Who likes that? No one. Anyway, uh, Ricky Fowler was over there playing it and in it and some loser, some loser heckled him. And just for the stupidest reason ever. Hold on, let's waiting for the page to load so we can play the heckle. Is um Fowler was a oh it, well I'll just tell you why because the page won't load. Fowler apparently was like because these fucking guys are so rich they got to spend their money on shit. Okay, here look it's loaded. Let's let's see if it plays right here. 
Happened to the 49ers investment. Come on, Leeds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's still a heckle, so he's a loser. <laughs> and he's pissed, like, like British, British definition. Um, so he said, what, what happened to the Leeds investment? So apparently Ricky Fowler was supposed to buy some soccer team, but then that team leads. Are you are you a Leeds United guy? What are, what is everybody? Are you a Man U? I don't know the teams. I would have to say I'm probably Chelsea. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I think Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols is Chelsea. So I would want to like whatever he likes because I think he's cool. So unless um, unless there's somebody cooler from the UK and I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, then I'm a Chelsea guy, and I don't know any other teams. Well, I, so this guy was pissed that Ricky Fowler was like supposed to invest in the team. And then, but then they got relegated. Hey, the value went down dipshit. They're not even in the top. Is it, is it, I know it's not the same as like going to triple a, but it is kind of the same. You get sent down. You're not in the, if you finish too low in the standings, right. Then they put you in a shittier league. Is that my understanding? It's this, this is as much as I know. I swear to God. And so Ricky didn't invest. Also, it's his fucking money. And also some fucking Saudi probably invested. So who gives a fuck, guy? Who the fuck cares who owns your shitty fucking club? And, and also don't heckle. And you know what else I don't care about? And I don't know why. What's the veil of secrecy around this? Can someone tell me? Does Ryan Reynolds and the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Well, I just hit my mic stand. Do, um... Do those guys own a soccer team? It's because I'm hearing whispers about that. Why is uh, why the veil of secrecy around whether or not Ryan Reynolds and the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia do they own a soccer team or not? Like it's I can't find out. It's it's almost like this um, this information is like protected in a vault somewhere. All I want to know, I would love to know this. Please, someone help me. Do Ryan Reynolds and the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, do they own a soccer team? How come I can't find out? Why can't I know this? It's just, it's a simple question. Anyway, Ricky Gervais, I almost said. Ricky Fowler, who's a good dude. He's got a good mustache, hot wife, makes a lot of money. I always like the guys that are, because he's a middle of the road player, right? But he's in every commercial. Right? Because people just like him. He, that's called a Q rating. Everybody gets a rating. And there's somebody like T- Tiger Woods, he's, he's got the highest Q rating because while he has zero charisma, he's the best. So he's going to get every ad possible. Like everybody's going to be beating down his door. Meanwhile, Ricky Fowler, he kind of sucks. He's okay. You know, he's kind of up and down. It's hard to be up for a long time in that game and he's kind of up and down mostly down but you know what's not down his fucking bank account because he's in every goddamn commercial so this guy needs to shut the fuck up let him invest his money who cares somebody else will put their money into it don't you and also he's a fucking yank you want you want some yank investing in your bullshit no of course not speaking of golf victor hovland got shit on at, i think this was also at the <laughs> also at the u.s open and this shit, 
there should be some kind of relief here. I know the I don't I'm not I'm not a golfer. I don't know the rules of golf. I make up my own rules when I go out there. I play the Texas wedge. I I lift and replace. Just a lot of standing water. You know, my ball lands in a bunker. Off oh, there's often standing water in that bunker. That's just that's just how it is. Like I don't know. Look, I'm not in charge of the course. I'm not keeping I'm not the greenskeeper. I don't know why there's standing water in that bunker, but I get to improve my lie or something. Well, there should be, there has to be something in the rules about this because there is rules about animals and shit. I know that Victor Hovland, he was setting up and in his backswing, a, uh, a seagull came and crapped on him and he used my, uh, my least favorite word of all time. And don't, don't point this out to my, to my hot girlfriend, Cheyenne, because she'll, she'll say this word to me because she knows I hate it, but Victor Victor Hovland said it right now, and look, he should get to hit his shot again. Something Mother Nature right hand. Look, I hate I fucking hate the past tense of that word. I don't know why. I hate it. I hate it so much. Just use just use the present tense. Shit. I'm fine with that. I just got shit on. Don't say the other one. I hate that. Anyway, he was setting up for a shot. And look, he didn't. Sw- Hold on. Let's look again. Because I, I was concentrating on the on the dialogue. Let's try again. Oh, no. View replies. I don't want to see. Oh, my God. Twitter's called X now. <laughs> I can't. That's so dumb. Okay, here. Oh, see, he had to back up off it. He's fucked up now. Yeah. Oh, he's looking at his arm. Just got, oh, and the caddy's got to get the towel. Now, what's he gonna What's he gonna do with that towel? Does he got another towel? Because that towel is that's soiled goods. It's been est on. Get rid of it. Throw it away. Can't use that again. No. I'm, I mean, I know people that have gotten excrement on other kinds. Of <laughs> On their towel at the golf course. It happens, I guess. Not to me. And they've had to throw it away. I you know what happens to me is a couple times I played at a golf course in in uh Cabo San Lucas and they give you a nice towel, but I get so hot that I soak it in the I soak it in the um I soak it in the cooler. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Words. Who knows them? I soak it in the cooler and then I dab my face and then I forget and I put the I put the very nice golf towel at the $250 golf course in my bag. And then I don't play golf for four months. And when I go to get out my bag, there's a crusty, smelly towel in there that I have to throw away that soiled other items. So I I'm my point is have a backup towel. And also he should, you know, I mean, I guess it didn't really affect his shot in this sense. I'll tell you what, I went to a elementary school for one one year fourth grade at newport heights elementary shout out to the newport it's not the knights i don't know sharks maybe anyway um i went there and it was it's kind of close to the beach and um there was a there was a luftwaffe of seagulls every single day at that school it was just a (laughs) people were getting hit Left and right. People were running like with their jackets over their heads. God forbid somebody dropped a sandwich. 
because there would be thousands of seagulls converging on that sandwich and just with the with the bird shit on people it was everywhere all the time so victor hovland i don't really care he's a he's a greasy euro but that said you know let him back up off and and give him another shot because that's you know i'm sure there's a rule for that this is kind of interesting and i i'm just i don't have the original but bryce harper he had an at bat last week and a lot of people were pointing out they were saying he took that bat off, which I don't think you can do, but he basically walked up there and they brought in some, I think they're playing the Brewers and they brought in one of those fucking weirdo um, side armors. So, and he's, and he's left-handed and the, and the guy they brought in was left-handed. You know, he's a loogie, right? A, a left, I don't know what that stands for, but it's a lefty that just comes in to get lefties out. And he, so he came in there and he throw and he's throwing left-handed and you know, it looks like it's coming right at the guy. Oh shit. This won't play here. Oh, maybe I can get it to play here. Let's try this. Um, it looks like it's, he's throwing it right at the guy. And so Harper comes up there and he just leaves the bat on his shoulder for, and the, I think the count goes like two and two and then three and two or two and two, the guy f- throws a, pretty juicy one but harper just like doesn't even he just kind of like looks at it and strikes out swinging he ne- he didn't swing one time and he's bryce harper right he should be swinging but apparently and th- i didn't know this was a thing sometimes guys like harper are so good they're just gonna wait until there's two strikes on him they're like just looking at what he has and then once there's two strikes. He knows the, I don't know. I'm making it up. He, they, he knows the guy's going to try to strike him out. So then he's, he feels like he's going to get a better pitch selection at that point. Does this sound right? Because I'm totally making it up. I don't know. And, but well, look, Burnsy explains it. So uh, everyone's like, everyone's like talking shit and they're, they're like, yeah, can you believe Bryce Harper? He just took this at bat off. And I watched it and Burns, he's like, Burns, he's like, no, he didn't take that bat off. He was just waiting until he had two strikes. And then he kind of wasn't ready for the third strike here. Listen to, to great Bruin. And of course, Okanay's legend, Eric Burns, explain this at bat. And maybe you explain it to me because I, I don't know if I'm right. Here, hold on. Last night, it's Hobie Milner versus Bryce Harper. Hobie Milner? Hobie Milner? Get the fuck out of here. What is it, 1800s? There's no Hobie Milner in the fucking major leagues. Well, he's, look, don't let this guy pitch to a right-hander. That's kind of the, you know, the rules they got to pitch to. Unless they're finishing the inning, they got to pitch to two guys or something or three guys. I don't even know the rule. But don't let this guy pitch to a right-hander because it's going to be easy for a right-hander to see. But to a left-hander, it looks like it's coming right at him because he's throwing submarine. That Bryce just threw away the at bat. Yeah. But upon further reveal, yep. that's actually bullshit. It's bullshit. Now, I'm guessing because of Milner's filthy slider, Bryce said fuck it and had every intention to take until two strikes. That's right. We used to see Manny Ramirez do this shit all the yep. time. The problem was yep. that by dropping his hands and not properly timing up yep. Milner, when Bryce finally decided to swing with two strikes, yep. he got started way too late Mate. and ended up taking a dead yeah. ball. Moral of the story, no matter who you are, if you got the balls to take until two strikes, good for you. 
but make sure to properly time up that bitch. Yeah. So when you get the right. two strikes, you're ready to fucking hit. That's right. Oh, fuck. How so could, here is the How could you not get pumped up for Burnsy? I mean, Burnsy, he's, he's laying it down. He's explaining it in a very succinct. Look, this guy went to UCLA. He knows what he's talking about. They don't just take anybody there. Also, he played for the A's. He had a fucking decade career in the major leagues, Burnsy. And what he's saying is Bryce Harper didn't want to look like a bitch on that slider. So he was just, he's just spitting on them as they come in, wait until there's two strikes. And then he's like, oh, he's going to, eventually he's going to throw me a fastball. So let me, let me see if he can throw a couple of these bitch ass sliders, whatever. And then he's going to throw me a fastball. But then he wasn't ready. He didn't, according to Burnsy, he didn't drop his hands in time or some bullshit. So he ended up looking like a bitch anyway. But, but also, which is worse? Like sw- swinging, getting embarrassed, swinging at, swinging at, uh, you know, nasty slider or striking out looking because, I mean, I would say I, I probably getting honestly swinging at a nasty slider is, is probably makes you look more bitch. Cause you tried. And like most people right now are like Bryce Harper didn't even try, which is kind of cooler. Yeah. He struck out, but he didn't even swing the bat. You know, so he struck out not trying and not trying is always cooler than trying. Everybody knows that. Trying, you almost always look, are you, oh, look, did you see that? Did you see that? What? Did you see that? What? He tried. Ooh, and what happened? He missed. Oh my God. He swung at it and he kind of like spun around, dug that little hole with his back foot. Was his one hand came off the bat. Oh, so embarrassing. Look, the pitcher feels all good about himself now. Embarrassing. What you do is you just stand there. Look, this is, it's not even fair. They shouldn't let a guy like that pitch to Bryce Harper because what are you going to do? You know, it's like, it's, it's not far off. It's not the same thing. It's not far off from the time they put that midget up there to bat. Midget. And he had like a half number. Remember that? He couldn't throw him a strike because he was like three, nine. Well, having a, having a left-hander, that throws sidearm like this is kind of the same thing. I agree. It's not, it's kind of stunt casting. Shouldn't be allowed. No freaks. All right. This that's Rob Manfred. Is that his name? Rob Manfred. He should uh, use the power, the best interest of baseball clause to announce a no freaks policy. And that of course includes that Taylor and Tyler guy who are um, reverse twins, the Rogers twins. Oh, Creepy. One's right-handed and one's left-handed. I think the left-handed one just throws normal, as normal as you can throw being left-handed, which is kind of freakish as it is. But the right-handed one does that thing where his knuckles drag. Like, as he releases the ball, his his knuckles are actually scraping the... I did it again. Scraping the dirt on the mound. That guy should definitely... Well, I mean, obviously, they shouldn't be allowed to be on the same team. I don't know if they still are. I think they are. Anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. Because everyone's like, oh, Bryce Harper took the set bad off. He just was like, I'm not going to fuck with it. And that's kind of true. But also Burns, he's like, no, here's what he was doing. Here's what's going on behind the scenes. And which I thought was interesting. I hope you found it interesting as well. Let's do some voicemails. He's so easy to hate. Your time he likes to waste. His calls are far from great. Hey, hey. His calls are far from great. Hey, hey. 
he's such a stupid fuck. He seems down on his luck. His voicemails really suck. His voicemails really suck. No one's enjoying him. He's so annoying. Plus so fucking boring and worthless. But he's got nothing else to do. And he's even worse than ish, 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 ish. His also is a shit, 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 shit. He's letting up a tip, 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 tip. He's been well in the media. Brad in Florida. Brad in Florida been talking. We, Brad in Florida and I talking about doing big things together. So look out for that. Couple voicemails here. Starting right here. Gentlemen, Katie Shady here. Katie Shady. Just listen to your review of Breakfast at Tiffany's. So, not, not technically a review. I don't want to get into semantics here, but that was Ed Explains a Movie, which is a fantastic segment. And one, we're, we're going to be talking about Blue Lagoon later in the show. Because Blue Lagoon, which I, I feel like I was kind of horny for when I was like seven. I'm sorry. Look, I was seven or five. I don't know. It was like there was boobies in it. I didn't know it was an underage girl. She's older than me. I saw Brooke Shields at a concert one time and I expected, I always pictured her being like real Amazonian in real life. I could not have been more wrong. Yeah, she was tall, but she was stunning. She was a beautiful woman. Like, it's like, I don't know what I expected, but I was like, oh, she probably looks like a freak in real life. She does not. She's a gorgeous woman. But what they did to her in that movie is fucking criminal. And we're going to talk about it later. So tech, but oh, that's my point. Technically not a review. It's an ad explains a movie. But what were your thoughts on it, Katie Shady? Here are some thoughts. You don't watch Breakfast at Tiffany's for the story. It's a stupid How about me saying, what are your thoughts? And then I hit play and she immediately said, here's some thoughts. Look, we live in a simulation, guys. That's all there is to it. We live in the worst simulation, but this is all pre-planned. Look around. That was not a coincidence. Story. And there is no bigger misogynistic hater of women than Truman Capote. Truman Mm. Capote hates women. Mm. I don't care how close he was with Harper Lee. He mm. fucking hates women. He was real. He really liked young boys though. Um, he did that. He wrote that book. I think it was in cold blood about those, about those um, c- kids that did that murder in Kansas. And he was, he would like go to the jail and hang out with them. And like, in, I'm doing air quotes, interview. He like really got close to them. He's a bitchy old gay dude Whoa. who hates young women. Yeah, and then, uh, not anymore. He's dead. Portray them as terrible whores who just use men for money because that's just kind of his bag. Oh, that's a good point. However, as a woman and a young woman who loved Breakfast at Tiffany's, you don't watch it for the story. You watch it for the clothes. Audrey Hepburn is flawless in that movie. I mean, even you said it. She's got the neck, the she's neck. got the pearls, she's got the Chanel. Her outfits are iconic. Yep. And this is why it is one of the best movies ever made, according to yep. so many people. Just because of Audrey. I just, whatever, I, I mean, Audrey Hepburn's dead. I just realized I didn't know, um, I didn't know the difference between Audrey Hepburn and Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly's the one that died in the car accident, and she was a princess. Audrey Hepburn, Hepburn's just some other chick with a nice neck. 
I didn't, this whole time I've thought they were the same person till this moment. Audrey and because of the clothes. That's the only the clothes. Reason. Yeah. Other than that, it's stupid. I might it's watch racist, it. It's misogynistic. Yeah. It's offensive. Yep. It's not sex positive. It's all of these bad things that if it came out today, it would totally get canceled. Oh man. However, Audrey it. Hepburn, Chanel, flawless. Okay. See you later guys. Fair. Love you, Katie Shady. Here's another one. Hey, ballers. Hey, buddy. It's me, Stu. You know. Yeah. And I've called in today for a Stuvy review. Oh, I like these. I like these. Stu, you know, Stu watches, Stu lives in a trailer on some land, and he doesn't want for things. It's great. He's got, he's, he's got life figured out. And, but he hasn't seen very many movies, but occasionally he'll throw on a DVD or go hang out at one of his friend's houses, and he'll see a movie. Like, for a long time, um, Shooter with Marky Mark was one of the only movies he'd seen, you know, in the last while. And But now he's now he's checking in on movies, and he's letting us know what he thinks about them, and I, th- I enjoy this. I like this. This is kind of like Ed Explains a Movie, but with Stu. It's not really a, a movie or a Stuvie, but seeing that I just, uh, observe that media so infrequently. So here it is. I, I saw the last two seasons of this thing called Orange is the New Black. I think it used to be a deal. It was on Netflix. I know Ed was into it. I never watched it. I think I maybe watched like an episode or something. And I look, I hear women's prison. I, I'm like, it's, it's much like Tom Petty said, don't bore us, get to the chorus that but instead it's um don't don't bore me get to the scissoring because that's look if it's chicks in prison that's what i'm into right i'm into like how they take care of each other in there and i know that's in there but there wasn't enough that interested me to keep me paying attention until they got to that so i never got to that i i think i watched one episode i don't know anything about it i'll be 100 percent honest the last two seasons, I suppose, I don't know how many seasons there were, but it, I, it, once upon a time, it must have been good enough to get to these last two garbage seasons. First of all, everything is such a fucking coincidence. Back when I was married the last time, we watched Dexter. And after a while, it just becomes too coincidental yeah. for any of this to hold yep. water. Yep. Like, is, is everybody just dumb or willfully blind? I don't get it. Yep. And... I, it, well, okay. I'm not even, I'm just making it up now, right? But it was, it is a, and I suppose we all know this, a, um, soap opera in a women's prison. Yeah. Like, see, I'm into there? that. I'd be into like, that. Like I said, maybe it was better in the earlier season. Yeah. And along those lines, they get them out and like rub them in each other's faces and stuff. And they're like, oh my God, don't put those in my face again. And then she does it anyway. Is that in there? Because. Like she's tied to a chair and the other one's like, you better, you better fall in line. Or I'm going to rub these in your face again. And she's like, no, don't. And then she does. Is that there? Cause that's, I would watch that episode if that's one. Some of those female uh, characters don't look like females. There's lots of dudes in there. Come mm-hmm. on. Who doesn't, who knows well, that's okay. They're not dudes. Yeah. Of course those are dudes. Anyway. You know, if it's got an apple on top, it's got a banana below. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I don't even know um, what that means. No, really, I've heard it, that. <laughs> anyway, love the show. Love you guys. 
And, uh, you know, love your balls. <laughs> so I don't think he liked it. <laughs> but that was an amazing review. I love that review. Thank you for that, Stu. One more. Hey, guys. Kyle here. What's up, Brian? Good show last week. Hey, buddy. Owen. Uh, say, no, I'm not close to Crandon. That's up north. East Wisconsin. That's kind of like Ben 906's area up by the. Okay, what? Ha- oh, this is where that. Um, this is where that roller coaster Montezuma's Revenge was stuck upside down for multiple hours. Could you fucking imagine? Could you fucking imagine? This. It's like being. It's like this is why I don't spelunk. Same reason. Because I don't want to. Oh my god. Oh, I thought my girlfriend's cat was doing something. Should I edit that out? Too much work. Uh, this is why I don't spelunk. It's because I don't, like, I don't, there's no upside. There's only downside. This is the same with riding a roller coaster. Hey, let's ride a roller coaster. And you get a little adrenaline jab because you think you might die for a second. It's a mind fuck. And then, the which kind of feels good. You know, adrenaline feels good. It's your brain telling you everything's going to be okay. And, but then the whole rest of the day, you feel like complete shit. And, oh, and also there's a slight possibility you could die or be stuck upside down for three hours. So it's good to know that Kyle and Scani, my personal friend who texted me a picture of his hams, beer and his, and his chickens out, um, before they roosted, before they went back to the coop today, looked like a pretty nice summer evening in Wisconsin. He's letting us know he's not, doesn't live near where that happened. Hey guys, Kyle here. What's up, Brian? Good show last week on your own. Uh, say, no, I'm not close to Crandon. That's up north, east Wisconsin. That's kind of like Ben 906's area up by the UP. Um, and yeah, I guess when you, at the beginning of the show, when you said there was going to be a, something about a roller coaster and people getting trapped upside down, Wisconsin was the last state I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Fucking shocking that there's a roller coaster in Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Keep it up. Later. <laughs> uh, I love you, Kyle. You're a good dude. I love all of the fans of this show, all of the listeners. You guys are the best. Let's do a quick email here. Ballers. Been a while since I checked in, but I only try to send emails when I actually have something to say. Great guest hosting by Dolomite last week. I do have a nitpick, but it's only for the purposes of tearing down Joey Chestnut. Let's not give him too much credit for being as disgusting as he is. He didn't win 16 in a row. Some kid named Matt Stoney, who looks nothing like a competitive eater, beat him a few years ago. Is that true? I thought I thought Chestnut, who's disgusting and somehow worth $4 million or something, I thought Chestnut had been fucking running roughshod ever since my guy Kobayashi hung him up. Kobayashi, who, by the way, invented the eat the two dogs, then eat the two buns soaked in disgusting water move. Okay? Look, it's filthy. It's disgusting. It shouldn't be allowed. But it's the Fosbury flop of competitive eating, all right? Give Kobayashi credit where credit's due. I didn't know Chestnut lost one to Matt Stoney. 
Matt Stoney's my new fa- favorite competitive eater now that Kobayashi's retired. Anyway, I've come with an opinion that will probably turn all of Baller Nation and America against me, but it has to be said. I like that. Dog people impose their lifestyles on others way too much. I have a dog. I love my dog. And like a respectful human being, she's in her crate when we have a get together and someone new is coming over. Not everyone has to like dogs and some people are scared of them due to past experiences or whatever the case may be. Now, even if I had her out at my own home, I don't think it's crossing a line, but I do think it's courteous to make sure everyone is comfortable with letting her out. My issue is, I appreciate this very much, by the way. My issue is with people who act like everyone is required to like dogs and is a monster if they don't. For example, I have a friend who works at a tech startup company, so you know they have a more laid back vibe. One day, someone decided to bring their dog into the office without informing anyone. One dude was visibly scared and uncomfortable, and everyone shit on the guy like he was some kind of subhuman creature. Let's be clear. The monster is the person who brings their beast into the office without making sure it's cool with everyone or at all, really. Not everyone has to like dogs or your dog, and I have to emphasize no matter how much you want to believe your dog is special or different from everyone else's it's not in the same vein a while back you guys were talking about baby on board signs and i was shocked to see this sticker on a car at a gas station oh my god fur baby on board what am i supposed to do with that information you want me to swerve into a gas tanker when you cut me off because fido wanted to take a joyride Better buckle up and hope for the best, Bosco. I can't help you. I hope Brian's comedic narrative voice can make this seem less dickish than it looks on paper. Failed, by the way. But I'm fully prepared for the hate. Thanks for the content. (laughs) Drew and Phoenix, that's fucking amazing. That's so funny. (laughs) I, look, I like dogs. I like dogs. I, I like dogs so much that I know I do not have enough love to provide a dog a what it needs to live. I love them, but I don't have a, I love other things more than not being able to go away for the weekend. Cause I need somebody to take care of my dog that, um, I, but I will say I live like right on the, um, at the entrance to like a walking trail not like a walking trail. It is. It's a walking trail. And every day I'll be sitting there watching a game or whatever, eating dinner. And there's fucking full on fucking dog fights happening on the walking trail. Like constantly it's actually, and I've had dogs in my life. I grew up with dogs, but my dogs, I never had any dogs that wanted to fight other dogs. And you know, so I guess I just wasn't really, look, I'm not Mike Vick over here. Shout out to former um, listener and creator of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast Reddit subreddit user. Mike Vick did nothing wrong. I haven't heard from him in a while. I hope he's doing okay. But I also, I don't, I don't understand that nickname. <laughs> Mike Vick did nothing wrong. Anyway. And so there, there's always dogs fighting. And I'm like, well, if your dog shouldn't, like if your dog wants to kill other dogs every time it sees them, maybe take it to like where there aren't other dogs. 
like find a place, a dogless place to take him because, and, and there's a, um, at the, one of the, I've seen on next door, next door is the greatest app in the world because it's base. It's like Facebook used to be, I don't know. I'm not really on Facebook anymore. I have a Facebook, but I don't use it. Next door is, is, is like the new Facebook, but it's people that live by you. So it's not even like losers you went to high school with. It's just like people that live by you. And they're like, these, they'll be like, Hey, looking to sell a, um, looking to sell a nightstand or give it away. And here's a picture of it. And people will be like, maybe you wouldn't have to sell the nightstand if somebody would protect the Southern border. And keep all these immigrants from streaming through the border and taking all our social services. And I'm like, whoa, right away. Every, every single post, but on, but, and also coyotes, people are like, saw a coyote. Yeah. Keep your kids inside. There's coyotes. Yeah. There's fucking coyotes here. There's, they run away from you. They're not going to bother you. That said, I had a, oh, I wish Ed was here. He wouldn't let me send him a picture. I came home the other day and I was getting something in the kitchen snack. And my girlfriend's cat, Kevin is twitching by the back door. And I go, what the fuck is that cat doing? And I walked out and directly immediately outside of the sliding glass door, like one inch from my house was a, um, was a baby coiled up baby rattlesnake. And I told, and I made a video for my friend, Greg G fish 21. If you guys see any snake content, send it to my buddy at G fish 21 on Twitter. Cause he loves snakes. So I made a video for him and then I was going to send it to Ed and Ed's like, no, I have nightmares. Cause he hates snakes. So there's snakes. Oh, the next door app. Oh, there's a dog. There's a golden retriever. That's been killing dogs at dog parks around here. I swear to God. A golden retriever, golden, every golden retriever I've ever met just wants to sniff your balls and retrieve the fucking tennis ball. Well, there's one that kills locally and it's been, I don't know. It's been a while. They might've, they might've caught it, but this, this dog mom will take it to a dog park and then it'll fucking murder another dog and then she'll leave. And it's happened a couple times. So that's exciting. It's on next door. Yeah. I'm kind of with. You know, I know I have some people close to me that are skittish around dogs and we go to a restaurant and there's like seven dogs on the patio every time. And I just, I have to like put my body in between the dog and there's nothing, you know, the dogs are nice or whatever, but the, you know, people that have, have dog anxiety don't know that. That said, I mean, you know, look, I like dogs. That's a good one. Uh, there's one more email. I think I'm going to save it for next week because it's from Canard. So next week. Canard is back, guys. You remember Canard? Of course you do. He's the one. He's the one that invited us into his life to let us know that a woman soiled his bathroom, and then, but then he went on a second date with her, and she she soiled much more than that. And then we've decided that he's lying. But we'll talk about it more next week. Okay, let's do. We're going to talk about Blue Lagoon. Let's do a little. Ed explains a movie. It's time for our new favorite segment, 
Ed explains a movie. Ed, explain a movie. 1980. Yes. Blue Lagoon. Oh, my God. So I, I have to self-report. I definitely have seen Blue Lagoon, but I don't remember anything about it. I know they're shipwrecked. I know. I thought they were brother and sister, but I think they're not actually brother and sister. I think I just always assume. Yeah. Oh, God. It's almost kind of worse. <laughs> I know um, she gets her period at one point and is real confused about it. And I know that he has a beautiful uh, blonde perm. That's all. And they're all and they're very yes. tan and young and like grossly young. That I remember. OK, what so- happened in Blue Lagoon? I, I, I like you. Maybe I saw parts of it on like a TV movie when I was little. Yeah. But I, I just didn't know much about it. But. I remember it being very scandalous. I remember like wanting to see it. This was like this was like basically porn when we were 10 years old. Yeah, I yeah. feel I felt terrible watching this movie. And I feel like, um, you know how you click on a link and you're like, this this isn't a good idea to be on this site. Like, I can't believe this is this was on Max HBO Max. Yeah. Still, uh, it's I just watched it on Max like last week. It it felt awful to watch this. This is like naked kids all over the place. Brooke, Brooke Shields is 15 years old and she's naked. You see full, full nudity and she's 15. Dude. And it's like, I, I don't like how am I supposed to watch this? It's like very it was very unsettling. That is fucking crazy. And look, when they talk about. When when they go, oh, everybody in Hollywood's a pedophile, and you're like, well, that can't be true. Like, there's this not that. Is. And then you see this, and you're like, fuck, maybe these people are onto something. Like, this is disgusting. And the other thing about this movie is, I really think maybe thirty percent of it is just underwater footage because yeah. they like they had the technology for the cameras, like yeah. the Jacques Cousteau cameras. Yeah. So there'd just be like random shots of fish every once in a while, yeah. or them swimming, and there's not like any plot reason for it they just show that kind of shit all where, over the place where'd they shoot it like the bahamas probably i didn't even look it up but oh, yeah it's, right you know it's, yeah it's, it's supposed to be the south pacific somewhere yeah. okay. but yeah it opens up with like an old-timey drawing to, to establish its victorian times and they show uh-huh. a big ship sailing in the south pacific there are two kids playing on the bow nine-year-old richard and seven-year-old emmeline their cousins the boy's dad played by william daniels the voice of kit and the guy from St. Elsewhere. Oh, yeah. Know, and, and, and Boy Meets World. Yes, Boy Meets World. Still so, alive, by the way. That's shocking. I know. Because he looks, he looks like 58 in this movie. He's in his this 90s. This is 1980. Yeah, yeah. This is 1980. Okay, so he, he yeah. really was close to that age. Yeah. Um, so he yells at the kids, and he's like, all I want to do is get you to San Francisco in one piece. Like the heavy foreshadowing yeah. where you know this isn't going to go well. Yeah. I didn't realize it was Victorian times. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it, it's just weird. So they yeah. established that Emmeline is the orphan and Richard's mom has died. Mm-hmm. So it's just the uncle. Um, It's Emmeline's uncle and her cousin on a bro- boat with a crew. This, you know, and, and, and this it, is what these pedos do is they kill off the parents. So they're like, oh, right. they need this is your only option. Yes. Yeah. What else are they going to do? There's no parents around. So the kids go down below and immediately start looking at the cook's stash of naked pictures. The kids are looking at naked pictures. Some woman with some decent sized naturals, but like a Victorian era physique, like a photograph. They're just staring at it. Oh, yeah. 
thick ass round round ass rump yeah uh-huh. yeah Nothing not bad looking yeah. just but you don't but you don't usually see those kind of no. pictures yeah. yeah it's victorian era nudity yeah so the, the cook whose name is patty button Stop. he finds them he's like i'll teach you to bucko and then he starts spanking richard the nine-year-old boy like crazy <sighs> and he like wails away on him and then he's got Emmeline like over his knee and he's ready to, to uh, spank her. And then you, he hears people yelling fire on the ship. Oh, uh-huh. everyone abandons the ship and the boat explodes. And like no explanation of why yeah. it just explodes. Yeah. Is there gunpowder? Like what's like, were there cannons aboard? That's kind of weird. Yeah. So, so for some reason, Uncle Arthur doesn't get on the lifeboat with the son and niece. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you almost feel like maybe he just wants out of this. Yeah, whole thing. Smart, smart. Maybe he so, said maybe he started the fire. Yeah. So they get on a separate boat with the cook who yeah. was just wailing away on them. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like the director runs like a heavy fog machine. So you can't see outside the boat. Yeah. So like now they're just lost. They're they're separated from everyone. Because the fog machine was was going too heavy, uh-huh. and the kids are really bad actors. Yeah, the nine and seven year old. Oh yeah, they're wooden, like really wooden. They whine about things, and Patty Buttons is like doing the the gruff sea cook kind of, yeah. and he's steering the boat, and then they get to land, and everybody's pumped. Like the boy no longer seems remotely upset about losing his dad, Kit. Uh huh. Like yeah. he, he yeah. just doesn't care. Everybody's pumped. Yeah. Patty's pumped. He doesn't doesn't have to cook f- food for anyone. He's just goofing around. The but kids are eating fruit and laughing. Like everyone's having a blast. They're marooned. Yeah, marooned. But they don't seem to give a shit. They're just all celebrating. Well, nobody's pumped about being marooned. You're gonna fucking they, die out there. Yeah, and yeah. so Richard, the the boy, finds a bunch of skulls, and oh, then Patty Button, the, the cook, yeah. is like, uh, "Now I'm kind of worried. Where are yeah. we?" Yeah, and Patty, Patty, like, makes sure they don't eat poison berries. Mm-hmm. He tries to give them a bath at one point, and they run away from him. And they say, "Like, yes. we got the ocean. We'll clean ourselves fine. Like, yeah. you don't need to scrub us, cook." That's that's kind of weird because they don't need a bath. Like, the last thing they need is a bath. Like, what's the cook wants to wash him down? This that's yeah, disturbing. It's, it's weird. Yeah, but he does like he gives this seven and nine year old some life lessons. He's yeah. teaching them like oh. you see some time passing, but not much. There's still these yeah. little kids. They build a hut. Yeah. Then the kids go swimming naked, which is really uncomfortable because they're showing a nine-year-old boy penis and nine-year-old girl, no, they show, seven-year-old girl. No. They show, yes, they show naked boy and girl, like children. And I'm like, how the fuck is this on HBO? Yeah, like, how is this, this still this available? Is awful. Yeah. I I, I'm very, I'm very uncomfortable. Yeah. There's like one of the establishing underwater shots is pretty cool. There was a badass shot of an octopus murking a giant crab. It was that it, was kind of fun to watch. So this movie was nominated for best cinematography for the yeah, Academy like, Award. There, yeah. were, there were some good shots, but like, ugh, yeah, I don't know. no, I get it. Patty goes for a walk, sees something horrifying, runs back to the kids, and he's like, "You can never go to the other side of that mountain." Shut up! And then the, the kids are like, "What?" And he's like, "Just don't ever go there." Then Patty gets shit faced because I guess on the lifeboat they brought like a whiskey barrel. Uh huh. Oh yeah. And he passes out. He passes out by the fire. Leaves the kids. They they go to sleep in the hut. And then Patty drunkenly tries to float away on the whiskey barrel, leaving the kids. Uh huh. And then the next morning he's just found on the edge of the cove, laying dead. Dead. Yeah, he's dead. So there's. Do we think he drowned? 
I don't know. He was like yeah. on the beach. Like I, I maybe, yeah. maybe he drowned, but like he was drunk. He tried to like float away from the kids anyway. And then yeah. he just washed ashore. He was dead. Yeah. So you got a nine and seven year old and like, they're kind of fucked. And yeah. then they just go naked swimming, more naked swimming. Yeah. And then they age him while they're in the water. And now it's naked 15 year old Brooke Shields. Like they, at first I was like, all right, maybe they're just going to tastefully do it. Like her hair is covering her mm-hmm. breasts, like in, yeah. in splash, like yeah. when they do that. Yeah. But then no, then it goes away and you see, you see more than her breasts. It's, it's, it's oh. really creepy. Yeah. No wonder she hates her parents. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine subjecting your child to this. Like, it's crazy. Imagine imagine reading the script and be going, honey, you're going to have to get naked in the movies. You're 15 years old. That's fucking crazy. And her co-star, Christopher Atkins, I looked him up. He's 19. But you oh, see so his he's dick. an adult. It's not, it's, it's not particularly impressive, but it's a, he's a man. Yeah. He's naked, yeah. and he, she's 15. Yeah, he's, pr- he's probably got he, that big old 80s bush, too. Yeah, everybody's got bush. It's, yeah. it's a lot going on. Yeah. And then um, he gives her, like, he gives her, it's Christmas time. So he gives her, like, pearls that he, he got, and they sing Christmas carols. So these are, like. Wait, do they have a know, calendar? It, like, these are children. They don't know the fu- yeah, what these, time of year it they, is. But they're, they're, like, they establish they're idiots because they've never gone to school. Yeah. They've just been on an island for years now. Yep. And they're singing Christmas carols and they're hinting, but they're like kind of hinting at attraction between the two of them because they're like now grown yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And then she just, they're swimming and then she has her period in the lagoon and she's scared and all embarrassed. Is, and Richard's like, I remember this part. Yeah. Richard's like, Ooh, what's, what's going on here? Yeah. This is, and like, he's, he's like probing. He's asking her if she gets, she, she's hurt because she's bleeding and she won't let him examine. He's like, hey, let me figure out where you're bleeding from. She's like, no, no, no. And she, she's like freaking out. And then like the next scene, she's like all staring at him, like all horny. And she's like, your muscles. And he's like, why are you always looking at me and doing dumb things like that? Yeah. Uh, so like they're establishing like there's going to be sex and there's tons of underwater shots, like tons. And they seem really dumb. Yeah, he, he Richard's complaining. So these are like, you know, they're teenagers and he's yeah. complaining like Santa Claus never even came. Can you believe this? Yeah. Well, like, he doesn't know what? where you are. <laughs> no. Yeah. And then he even goes, why are all these funny hairs growing on me? Oh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. They get yeah. in a tickle fight, obviously. Tickle fight. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely like pedo yeah. wrote this and yeah. like directed like everyone 100%. involved with this movie should be locked up. I agree. Yeah. Then they hear some drumming noise in the distance. Yeah. And she's like, "Is that the boogeyman?" Oh fuck! It's the cannibals. Probably. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. But then look now, the, the teenagers have built like a mansion out of like sticks and stuff like that. Like it's no longer like a fort. It's like this big mansion, like the Swiss family Robinson. Yes. Yeah. It's Swiss family Robinson type thing. Yeah. And he's annoying the shit out, out of her by endlessly playing this homemade pan flute. She's like, oh, they're joking around. They tickle. He pins her down yeah. like Zamfir. He's uh, playing the pan flute like oh, Zamfir, the great Zamfir. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh-huh. Um, it, it, they play naked in, in, in the waves. And then, uh, Richard starts feeling the stirring in his loincloth and he goes to join her while he stares at her in the waves. Then the next day, the drumming starts again. Amy goes to investigate. 
she finds some sort of altar. Maybe it's like a place of sacrifice. Emmy runs back, tells Richard, maybe we're supposed to go there and pray to God and we can like get out of here. Yeah. Uh He he goes, never go back. Don't ever go back. So he he knows too. Yeah. He wants, well, I think he just wants, he wants her. He doesn't want her to, he doesn't want her to like get rescued. So there's a thunderstorm. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a thunderstorm. She has some nightmare about Richard in danger. Yeah. She wakes up from the nightmare, and Richard's like, "All right, let me blow that back out." He's yeah. like trying to, yeah. he's trying to fuck, fuck her. Yeah, and he she turns needs. down. And yeah. tries to go to. He keeps like sniffing her hair and stroking her. She's like, "Get lost, leave me alone." And the next morning, he just storms off, all pissed off. And then she's looking for him, and she sees him angrily masturbating on a rock. Oh. <laughs> Nothing worse than an angry jerk. Hey fam, there's still a lot more of this episode to hear, but it's only available to our bonus content subscribers. Click the link in the show notes or go to theballerlifestyle.com and subscribe so you never miss a minute of the show. Baller podcast getting bigger and not smaller. Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do. With Easy Ed Daily and a man Jay Stew and Brian Beckner quick to dissect the week in sports and culture and whatever. Talking loud, comments, conundrums, my brothers. Reviewing some movies and shows and others. Top podcast, man, no one is above us. Five star, even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics. Takes a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit so hot, man. You know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man. It really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is for all us. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller.